Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. What's going on, investors? Welcome back to Let It Grow for episode 50. I wish I had better news for you on this uh, episode 50, this this occasion that we've got going on here. But I do not. We have had a uh, a brutal market. Unless you're doing some shorting or uh, doing some option work, you're probably getting beat down out there, as I am. It's, uh, It's been a rough run. I haven't seen it this bad since the start of the pandemic, but uh, you know, ultimately that's where we are. And you know, what are we going to do to get through it together? Um, so, as always, thank you for listening in. Thanks for uh, following along, subscribing, and uh, voting in the investing challenge. We are on week five, and uh, this week we are covering some undervalued growth stocks and uh, some stocks that are getting beat down in the Arc K portfolio. Uh, that ETF that Kathy Wood manages. So we're looking at Zoom, Shopify, Roku, CRISPR Therapeutics, and Pinterest. So if you have not voted, please go ahead and get your votes in over there on the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook. Uh, If you're not a member, just go ahead and click uh, sign up or join the group, and I will uh, go ahead and let you in. And uh, just trying to keep the, the spam out of the group. And uh, the people using, you know, the WhatsApp or whatever ways to to make money off of, uh, you know, innocent people. So trying to keep that out. So go ahead and uh, join up, and I'll get it approved. But uh, anyhow, so we've had a uh, a very rocky start to the week. Monday was uh, possibly one of the worst days on the Nasdaq that I have seen. Um, you know, during the midday when I was looking, um we were down about 4.9%. And that's uh, that's some heavy, heavy volume, a lot of selling volume, uh, probably fueled by algorithms and uh, the computers telling uh, the, the brokerages to sell. They went ahead and sold. And then I'm sure there's a lot of people on margin that uh, if you're invested on margin and the, the bank or whoever's lending you the money, the brokerage is lending you money, they want their money back before your stocks go to nothing. So they go ahead and do a margin call. And when a margin call happens, people have to sell their stocks at you know whatever price or however they get the money to to fund the brokerage to pay back the their margin loan that they had uh, originally borrowed to to make more money with. Now it's costing them uh, double. You know you're you have to pay back the margin, and sometimes you have to sell uh, stocks in the red in order to do that. So a lot of different things going on out there that are causing more of this sell off. Uh, but ultimately, it was a uh, a very suspicious day, and the fact that uh, we did close in the green on Monday after one of the the hardest drops I've seen on the Nasdaq. Uh, so that shows me a couple different things. It, it shows me one that there's a lot of that algorithm selling, and then a lot of volume on the buying side also. Uh, I would shoot to say that uh, we got into that standard deviation where the algorithm said dump it and then they bought it back. They bought that dip themselves. Uh, so ultimately, people were started adding. And then now on Tuesday, we're in a similar spot where the uh, the NASDAQ is down 2.68 percent uh, about one o'clock on Tuesday. 
and you know we we went ahead and we broke a lot of the uh the moving averages the the 200 day i mean the 50 day we already broke through but that 200 day is generally that sign of support and a moving average if you're not familiar is basically just takes the highs and lows over the past 50 days 100 days 200 days whatever you set your moving average to and takes the highs and lows out of it and it makes a smoother chart over that time frame so when uh, when we're going up when we're trending up that moving average is lower as it's working its way up to that uh that high that we're at or following along but then as the uh, the market crashed it went right through that moving average so sometimes you go up in a staircase and you're down on an elevator and that's what we saw uh, and when we went through that 200 day that that 200 day was support a lot of people say you know you got support at the 200 day moving average um and then we we went through that the selling went through it the algorithm sold off the margin calls started rolling in and then we furthered that sell off there was no support we were in a free fall of sorts so that's when the computers came back in the brokerages started buying everything up when it found a bottom and uh, i think we can probably go ahead and use some of that number from monday as a bit of a floor now on that uh, that monday trading we went under 13250 probably around uh where do we get to i can't see on this chart i'm on a on a longer term chart here but anyhow yeah we were about probably 13200 on the nasdaq and you know just uh, just for a point of reference is back in november we had broken 16,000. So, you know, we, we've fallen about, uh, you know, 2,700 points, 2,800 points roughly in, uh, in a matter of months. And so, like I said, that moving average was high. We did have the moving average up to around 15,500 to start the year. And now the, the NASDAQ is down at that 13.5 range. So we're, we're still underneath of it, which is a, a bearish sign, which means that the market looks at it as a big negative. And we are not going to get any sort of support until we either find a floor or break above that 200-day moving average. Uh, so ultimately, that's what we're looking for. We're looking to find this floor of support where we kind of stopped on Monday, I think around that 13-2 mark. And if we can hold that line, that'll show us that that is going to be the bottom. We don't want to break below that again, or we could be headed down for further declines. Uh, now, if it gets down to like 13.3 and then rallies back up, we can use that number as a floor of support that we did not break that low set on Monday. And we're going to then move up uh, incrementally from there. Uh, that does not mean that we can't go below it. It just means that there is some support at that number. Uh, now, I am looking at a couple different things in my chart here. I'm looking at the RSI. Uh, and now when we look back to November, where I said that high was earlier uh, in that three-month chart, we were in a, uh, well, the RSI is your relative strength index. We were in overbought territory. That number was about uh, 78 on the uh, overbought, oversold indicator here. Uh, generally speaking, about 70 is going to be overbought. And anything under, uh, I think it's 30, is oversold. So we've gone from a high of 78, and now as we're talking today, we are in the 24 range. So that uh, indicator is showing us that we are now oversold, uh, which can be a bullish sign if we get support on the main chart 
in that we don't break that 13,250 level. Again, if we do, we can still have uh, more oversold conditions. But uh, if we do find some support, we are in that oversold territory. There's a lot of things we can uh, start nibbling at and uh, start looking to purchase as things look a little bit better for us. So ultimately, I just want you guys to know that there's a lot of things that are going on that are out of our control. Uh, you know, the algorithms, the margin calls, people who are investing on margin, um, a lot of the different economic things that we cannot have any any sort of control over. Granted, you you know, you can do options selling or writing or anything like that. That's not what I'm here to tell you. I'm, I'm looking for more opportunities in a beaten down market. Um, so ultimately, I'm watching this uh, this NASDAQ level. I'll watch the same thing in the Dow and the S&P as well. Uh, we have had significant drawdowns all across the board. The Dow is hanging on the best. Uh, when I look here, I'm going to pull up the, the Dow. Um, Dow is uh, maybe... 5% down. NASDAQ is 12-ish uh, percent down. So we are definitely more down in the in the Dow. The S&P, where's S&P here? Let's get rid of some of these moving averages now. S&P is going to be in red. S&P is pretty similar to the Dow right now. Uh, that down about 5-ish percent on this three month chart. If we look at it over a one month, I'm sure it's a little bit more substantial. The Dow is down about seven, S&P is down about 10, and the uh, NASDAQ is down about 15%. So we are definitely through a correction. We are not quite a recession yet. That would be at 20%. And uh, ultimately, we're going to see where this thing goes. I hope that this number uh, in the NASDAQ did show some support. And uh, ultimately, we can kind of slowly start nibbling through here. Like I said before, it is going to be a rough couple months, um, which if we look at it this way, it could be a good thing. You kind of start building that floor of support, and then we have some time to get some money back into the market before head, it uh, goes and takes those stairs back up to, uh, to new highs. Uh, ultimately, that's what I'm hoping for. I really don't want to see a breakdown further under this level. And uh, hopefully we can find some support. So as you see some of that support roll in, uh, I would say that I will be adding. I did go ahead and add today um, on some of the smaller dips. We did go ahead and buy Microsoft for the week four investing challenge yesterday. Uh, other than that, I've, I've had a couple busy days here. So I'm, I'm trying to nibble where I can and be fairly selective in what I'm, what I'm buying. Uh, as I've said, your, your profitable growth stocks are going to be a safer place your unprofitable growth stocks are going to be a hard place to make money in the short term. If you got a long-term horizon, I'm still buying into those myself because ultimately I know that they're going to do better in five, 10 years. And I think this is going to be a good spot to build that portfolio to where it's going to take you to, to new highs in the future. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen right now. I do think that uh, your Dow stocks are going to hold up the best uh, as well as some S&P and any company that's long-term blue chip, not tied to a high multiple, um, low, lower multiple PE stocks are going to do better. Dividend aristocrats are going to do better. Uh, financials are still looking like they could do uh, decent. But uh, we, we did have some stocks that are holding up when I'm looking at my portfolio. Most of them are dividend names. I was going to do a screenshot and share that. 
But uh, when I'm looking at it today, the only thing that's in the green for me, Lockheed, Johnson & Johnson, Chevron, Enbridge, uh, Marathon Petroleum, Citibank, and AbbVie. Those are the one, two, three, four, seven names here I think I've got that are in the green. Uh, otherwise, you know, we've got some big, big sell-offs in uh, things like DraftKings. I got Lamb Research, Lucid, CrowdStrike, ABML, Neo, SoFi, Enphase, all greater than 4.5% down on the day. And, you know, they definitely hurt. Um, so uh, I'm looking to build a position in some of those names that have sold off. Uh, we've even got Amazon at 3.87% down on the on the day. Uh, so I'm looking to add to these positions that are getting beat down. Ultimately, that's where I want to to put some money right in the uh, the short term. Uh, and like I said, I do want to increase my dividend income, uh, but I'm I'm being very particular as to when I'm buying and what I'm buying, and uh, trying to put that capital into play in the right spots on the right days. And uh, ultimately, I'm I'm really just trying to build a long long term portfolio that's going to treat me well. Right now. It's it sucks. I'll be I'll be brutally honest. It's very rough out there. It's hard to see this these big continuous sell off, sell off, sell off, and there's very little you can do about it. A um, couple things that I wish I maybe would have done uh, was hold on to some more cash. Uh, like I said, uh, winter is a, a slower time for me, so now I've got a little bit of cash rolling back in. I will start uh, buying into these dips. But, uh, you know, on a general rule of thumb, you want to have about 10% sitting, sitting in cash uh, for days like these or for drops like this. And it's, it's hard to know when the, the selling is going to stop. But uh, if you do have 10% and you can always pull out of a, a, you know, a couple different names or have some cash on the side, it will serve you better for these dips because then you can buy some deals when they do occur. Um, so one that's one thing that I probably should have done a little bit better going into this season was I have a little bit more cash on the sidelines ready to buy. Uh, like I said before, I did do some selling in some different names to try to up that cash cash position, but ultimately I was you know kind of selling on this day and then repurchasing other growth stocks as I saw them dropping. And now that a lot of those are more than a fifty percent loss, um, you know I'm still trying to build that position up to where. Uh, I can lower my cost basis and ultimately set ourselves up for long-term gains and uh, try to even out some of the the highs and lows in the market in my position as well. Uh, I am red on a lot of positions right now. Uh, a lot of them that I've been trying to build in the growth names are definitely red. Uh, I still have a lot of these uh, dividend stocks and things that I've had for a long time are still up significantly. There's There's definitely still some winners in the portfolio. Uh, you know, I mean, Lockheed right now uh, at 382. I know over the summer we got down into the 330s. That one is definitely holding up well. Um, and like I said, a, a lot of these names that are paying a dividend are going to hold up better because people are looking to get out of the growth or out of the stocks that are being punished and find some safety out there. But uh, hopefully this helps you guys. Um, I really want to point out some of the different things. We'll get into that after a uh, a break here. But uh, ultimately, know that we're all going through this together. If you got questions or if you're contemplating selling something, either for a gain or at a loss to try to uh, get some cash in your portfolio, if you got questions, feel free to ask the group. I mean, that's why we're all here. 
uh, is to more or less help each other. I know there's a lot of different professionals out there that are saying, you know, run for the hills or I'm selling out or this, that, the other. Uh, but ultimately, stick to your plan. Come up with a plan. Write it down. Stick with it. And uh, we'll get through this together. But uh, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. All right, guys, we are back. But uh, before we get started, I just wanted to point out that in the uh, episode description, there are some different links for uh, E-Trade, Webull, Binance, and uh, Crypto.com. If you're looking to get started investing and don't have an account, uh, please ask if you could use my link. It helps us both get uh, some free rewards for signing up. Webull's got six free stocks randomly selected that you would get for free just for signing up and depositing like 20 bucks. Uh, so you could ultimately, I think the minimum is $3 a share up to $3,000 a share. So you'd get the randomly selected stocks, uh, but go ahead on there and uh, get your your uh, brokerages or your IRAs, your crypto accounts started and uh, get them funded to uh, take advantage of some of these dips that are out there. Um, we did have some some news come out of NVIDIA. And I had uh, told told you guys this on week one of the investing challenge that this is one reason I did not get into NVIDIA is that I thought the valuation was too high. Uh, ultimately, it was a great company. We bought it probably at the wrong time. Uh, another reason that I continually say dollar cost average into your names. If we had a you know if we were looking to build a five thousand dollar position in NVIDIA. It would be down to about 3500 right now if we would have bought it all at the at one time. Now, if we did, um, say, $1,000 over five months, we would be ready to put our next $1,000 in at a much lower cost basis than our first buy. Um, so one of the reasons that I say dollar cost averaging instead of bulk buys is going to be your friend is because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And... Uh, you know, like I said, this one was always something that seemed overvalued to me. Uh, I do like the stock. I do like the name. And they've got some further selling today. It's down about five and a half percent. On some different news that a $40 billion acquisition is probably going, going to go south for uh, multiple reasons, mainly some regulatory uh, problems out of the UK with Arm Limited. Uh, the the British chip designer, uh, it's just not going to work out. So they're looking to possibly walk away from this deal that was, I believe, signed in September of 2020. So now this one is definitely giving some further drawdown to NVIDIA. They are still up if you look at them on a yearly chart. Um, go ahead and pull up the year, one year. Uh, they're still up around 60%. Now, if you look at it over the one month that we've owned it, they're down about uh, 20, this chart is really touchy to see, probably about 27, 28%, I'm guessing. And, uh, you know, that's definitely a, a rough time to buy it. Or, you know, when we bought the, that first week on the investing challenge was definitely a rough time to buy it. Um, I do like the name. I still have a long-term vision on this name that they're going to be uh, one of the, the top chip makers for, for years going forward. I still think they're in a lot of the right spaces at a lot of the right times. Uh, but like I said, this would be a perfect spot that uh, I would start looking to add on some of this uh, this big drawdown that we're going through in the short term. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of multiple 
uh, correction where the PEs are coming back down to earth. Some of the froth that's been in the market is getting flushed out. Money is just more or less evaporating. But if you got money on the sideline, uh, this would be the spot where I'd say start dollar cost averaging. That's what I'm telling myself. That's what I'm doing in my portfolios. And uh, ultimately, that's what I'm looking to do is build that long term position from a lower starting place. Um, so, yeah, I, I might even add some NVIDIA to my brokerage account outside of the Webull account. Uh, it is making the, the Webull account for the investing challenge look pretty rough uh, as uh, as the price is right now. It's 222. I think we bought it in the 290s. And, you know, just over the one month. Yeah, we were. Uh, I think it was the third that we bought. So let's take a look. The third, we were 301 was the high that day. So now we're, you know, about uh, about $80 down from there. So it's it's definitely uh, getting beat down. And, uh, you know, it is one that I would I would continue to dollar cost average in. But there are some some reasons out there with this uh, arm limited deal that's falling apart. Uh, plus the, the overall sell-off in the market. But this is trickling into some other ship names as well. Uh, you know, one of my favorites in that space is going to be Qualcomm. And Qualcomm, if you remember, this one was up around the 180 mark. And now they are at 166. PE is at a 21. So a much cheaper PE compared to NVIDIA at, uh, I think they were about 70 something right now. So this one is still going to give you a better dividend. It's going to be a bit safer. The PE is a quite, you know, a, maybe a third of what uh, NVIDIA's is. And uh, it's pulled off of the highs of 193. So we're still down about, uh, what, 25 bucks or so on this name. So still, still a name that I would look to possibly add to. And uh, I would probably have to do a little bit more digging as to when I would buy. Uh, I know over the last summer, we got down into that 130 price range or 120 price range. And I said, this one's a screaming buy at that point. And now, you know, I'd, I'd probably have to see it get down to the, the, you know, upper one fifties, uh, roughly to really say that this is where I would want to buy this name. But, uh, it is getting to that point where you got to start taking notice. Same with some other big names, you know, Disney, um, let's see. I mean, even JP Morgan, there's, there's a bunch of different names that are getting compressed that are still quality names. You know, some of the news with Netflix really brought a lot of the different uh, players in that space down as well. So when you're looking at one that had a bad quarter, uh, in this case, we're talking NVIDIA or um, which one did I just say? Uh, not Disney, uh, Netflix. We got NVIDIA, Netflix both had a bad quarter, bad results. And ultimately, those two sold off. So the other players in that space sold off on that news as well. Um, so ultimately we can look at some of the losers and then buy some of the peers in the group in order to get a discount on those. If you like those names or even buy the names of the losers as they get compressed and brought back down to earth. Uh, but ultimately, you know, that decision is yours. It's got to fit your needs, fit your plan. Uh, and if you need help, you know, making a plan, hopefully you guys want to reach out and we, we can cover some of those questions that you have. Uh, either on an episode or just in a, a private message or whatever you got going on. Um, but one thing I did want to point out for the people who are in a lot of high growth and, uh, you know, riskier names is one of the things that uh, has not fallen. And there's very few, right? One of the things that has not fallen 
is my dividend income. The stock market is getting beat down. My dividend income has not changed. If it's done anything, it's gone up. Um, so that's a good thing. The dividends that are getting uh, paid to me uh, weekly or monthly from these different stocks are then buying more shares with the money that's getting paid to me in the form of dividends. So from that standpoint, this money that is you know coming to me in those uh, dividend reinvestment plan is buying more. So ultimately, that's a good spot to be. So if you're looking to uh, build that portfolio, I would definitely look at some some of the dividend aristocrats uh, and look at where the the dividend yield was and where it is now. If it was paying you know two and a half percent, but now it's paying three three and a half percent, it could be a time that uh, you might want to buy those names. You can look at the history on uh, thestreet.com or multiple other sources to see where that PE or not the PE, the, the dividend yield usually lies. If it, uh, if it gets too cheap, that yield's going to be high. And uh, that could be a sign of a time to buy that name in order to get some more dividends coming into your portfolio and uh, ultimately have that, uh, those shares buy you more going down the road. Um, so that's definitely one thing that I've been looking at is, uh, is that dividend income and what I can do with that numbers. Even if you don't have it uh, on the, the drip program, the reinvestment program, you can have that money come into your account and ultimately buy more of other shares if you're looking to do that as well. So uh, use that for what it's worth. There's definitely other ways to be making money in a down market and uh, having your money work for you. I know it's tough out there. I know it's definitely hard seeing your, your money evaporate and uh, having that conviction to buy. But ultimately, that's what we really want to do in order to build long-term wealth. Because when you're buying high and selling low, you're not going to make any money. You're going to lose money. But now is the time that you've got these names on a discount. And uh, ultimately, whether it's a growth stock that you have a long-term vision on, high conviction names, uh, or even your, your dividend names, this is going to be the time to build that position dollar cost average into the names and uh, ultimately have them pay you uh, in years to come. So hopefully that helps you guys out. I uh, just want everyone to know that we're all in this together. If you got questions or comments, concerns, feel free to, uh, you know, ask the group, message me or, you know, contact us one way or the other. And let's try to figure this one out together. It is tough out there, but, uh, you know, we're better in numbers. So feel free to reach out. Uh, like I said, if you're in the uh, in the market to to get started, there's the different links in the description for um, Crypto.com, Binance, Webull, and E-Trade. If you want to help support the channel, um, keep the lights on around here. That link is available at anchor.fm slash let it grow. And you can help support the channel for as little as 99 cents a month. But uh, that's what I got for you guys today. Get out there. Uh, dollar cost average into these positions and let's uh, let it grow together. I'll uh, catch you guys in the next one. And don't forget to vote on the week five investing challenge on the Facebook page. But I'll talk to you guys later. Take care. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started.
You can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.